Sapiophile. Noun. One who is attracted to intelligence. Join us, three fun-loving lovers of knowledge, who are ready to dig into your favorite topics with our very own nerdy diatribes, words of wisdom, and takes on life as millennials. Welcome to the Sapiophiles. This is a random, but I thought of animal, and then I saw your shirt, and I saw raven, and now I'm thinking, you know, of course, I'm thinking Harry Potter. <laughs> Since this is a so, nerd show, I should mention I'm wearing a Ravenclaw shirt. Yeah. Do you think, like, Lily Evans and Severus Snape could have ever worked out? <laughs> I love that this happened. Taking, like, James Potter out of the picture. Yeah. No. Whoa. She seemed like she she seemed like she they got along with him. Like no, there was a bond there. That? <laughs> yeah, um, there was a bond there, and his darkness right. came after that. I don't think he would have become the Snape we knew. I don't think he's a really dark person deep down because no, he's not. He was everything he did throughout that whole series. Like was motivated by his love for Lily, and yes, he quote unquote. We were we were meant to believe that he hated Harry, but he really just. It was hard for him to look at her. Because he looked at, he looked exactly like James, except for Lily's for, eyes. For Lily's eyes, which was Lily's always... Lily's hazel eyes. And then once he was the musical. I'm sorry, but... So I, 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 I would like to think that it, it could have, because I felt really bad for Snape. I, okay, so... Once we learned his true colors. And I say your truth. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> and there's the wine. So... Yes, I agree. I think that they could have worked, but it would have changed a, a lot of the series. I don't know that it should have happened, but I think that in those flashbacks when they're young, she did care about him. Right. I didn't necessarily mean in context of the series. Yeah, like just... I think it could have happened, and I think it would have taken some of his, the Snape that we knew, the darkness, away. Right. Um, also on the subject, somebody give um, Ellen Rickman an Oscar for that. I mean... I know. Epic, epic Snape performance. I'm so yeah. sad that he's no longer with us. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, not to like be that like segue girl, but Go for I want to play devil's advocate here. Okay. With the Snape and Lily question. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm first of all, I, as a literary person, I truly appreciate the depth and gray areas surrounding Snape's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably the most interesting character in the series. Debatable, but we'll we'll keep on one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wrote my master's thesis using Harry Potter, so, like, there, it's over there. Of course you did. Hashtag nerd. <laughs> We're all nerds. Let's be real. Um, all the nerds together. <laughs> Continue. Um, but I'm also, loyal listeners, loyal of this one podcast, um, I'm an ENFJ. So, what that means in Myers-Briggs type indicator is that I'm an extrovert, intuitive, feeler, judger. Um, and my J is super high. Um, super, super high. Meaning, you should all go check out this uh, personality quiz, by the way, if you don't know yeah, who you are. It's, it's very insightful. MBTI, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Myers, M-Y-E-R-S hyphen Briggs with two Gs. Um, I need so, to recheck mine. Um, it's great. It's a lot of questions, but it's worth it. It's it's really worth it for your workplaces too. So if you have any, if you have issues in the workplace and you're thinking of doing like a professional development, like train the trainer, definitely do Myers Briggs because it brings out a lot of like what Absolutely. each type really needs and how they can contribute. That's my little segment for professional <laughs> development. But in any case, um, 
I do, um, and I've grown as an individual as I've met and interacted with different friends. Um, but I do have a more judgmental way about me, especially when it comes to my ideas of right and wrong and what I believe to be morally and ethically correct. Um, but um, for me, even taking away the James relationship with Lily, even taking James out of the picture, which breaks me, um, but like even just taking him out completely... I feel like Severus was still that character that unfortunately would have been bullied in school, whether it was James or another person who would have been bullied. And I think that that would have led him down to the path that ultimately led to the path that Lily could not be in a relationship with him because he led that path led him to, to be one of the death eaters to be involved in the dark arts. And that was something for Lily that was not acceptable. It's kind of like that deal breaker. So like, Take away James, yes, that friendship still would have been there, but I think that his path, even though he redeemed himself later, still would have led him to that place that he did choose that darkness. And I think for Lily, choosing that darkness, choosing that group that was actively against people that were people like her, like people that were muggle-born, would have been a complete deal-breaker and they never would have worked out because of that. So I think that that is a reason why, even without James, well, I um, would, Lily and Severus would not have worked out. I would argue that... Had Lily accepted him for who he was as a Death Eater? Well, no. Before he before was a I'm Eater. talking about as, as they a grew teenager. up together. Well, they were still in school. Yeah. Before he joined all that, I don't remember when he. But be, um, before he was evil. Yeah. So to speak. Had she accept? Because okay, let me rewind. You will see in the if you remember through the flashbacks and everything, I he do. was always the. The character that God made fun of, called Snivellus Snape, he didn't have many friends. If Lily had accepted him, and wait, she did, and but to the, to, you need to see Kayla's face right I now know, because she is. If she had, <laughs> if they, if she had given him a chance, if she mm-hmm. had maybe reciprocated his feelings for her, and they were together, I would say that he would have felt that sense of love and belonging that he so craved that he didn't get that from her he joined the death eaters and that was his family that's where he felt like he belonged if he had got that from her i'm not convinced that he would have gone down the path of darkness because he would have been in a happy place he he went to Lord Voldemort because, like all the other Death Eaters, he wanted to feel a sense of belonging and power. Like, oh, you are my chosen one. You are you are the best. Uh, I rely on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I I I'm I, I don't know. Do you want to go first? I think we're going to say the same Maybe. exact thing. Maybe or I think yours is more. It. I think yours is more than mine. Okay. I I get what you're saying. Um, I think it's dangerous to put your happiness in another person um in general in life whether or not we're talking about harry potter right um but that's one of his flaws no i get that um but i think ultimately when you put your happiness in another person you aren't happy Mm -hmm. um but that's my point he wasn't happy right but if he had used lily to be happy she was his conduit for happiness. I just think it's dangerous. I mean, psychologically, and like I said before, I I do think there was a possibility that it could have happened. I just think that in in how she wrote it, coming from a point that 
he needed her to feel okay about himself. I guess it goes back to being an autonomous person. Well, I think you need to look at why was he unhappy. All right, Kayla is raring to go. Okay, so first and foremost, not foremost, firstly, um, because the foremost part is coming at the end. In the episode with the flashbacks, there's a scene with Lily at the entrance to the Gryffindor Conundrum, and she's talking to um, Snape because he's the one that yelled mudblood because when James was making fun of him, Lily was continuously, like, over and over again. This is before Lily and James were dating because they didn't date until after this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still defending him, and when she defended him, he said, I don't need your healthy mudblood. And, of course, he said it in anger, but something like that to someone like Lily is... <laughs> Atrocious. Oh, I, for, I forgot that he said that. Um, and she defended him and was there for him throughout that your entire childhood until that moment. And she even said, "I like I can't believe you said that. Why are you hanging out with those people?" And she was okay with him hanging out with the Death Eaters until he was the one that specifically said mudblood. So until he uttered a word that was repulsive to her, mm-hmm. she saw there was redemptive qualities in him. So that's firstly. Secondly, there's a huge parallel historically to the Death Eaters and um, people. Um, and Nazis, KKK, any groups that are like those zealots. Mm-hmm. And to what point do we argue that like everybody just is okay because they needed that that connection with someone? And I understand that, like from a historical perspective, like after World War One, the German people were incredibly um, poor. People were starving, and they needed someone to count on, and that's why Hitler was able to rise to power. And like the same thing with anything. right, but he's not an. I don't equate him as a Nazi. Voldemort? No, Snape. He, he was. Well, the Death Eaters are the Nazis. Nazis. They are a parallel. Because there were different levels of Nazis. Like, there were people that were, like, way up with Adolf Hitler, and then there, there were Nazi but I, youth he, that just He recognized had... the horror and what was being done. And he, he so redeemed did, himself, and then so he did dedicated... Schindler. But he was wait, kind of a double but he, agent. But yeah. he dedicated the rest of his life into, you know, looking after Lily's son and making amends to the degree that he could. But he never... I mean, I mean, yes, you cannot do what you did, but I mean, right. he, tried, he did yeah, everything course. that he could. I mean, yeah, uh, of course. I also think that a lot of it was for Lily, not for Lily's son. Um, but that's a whole other argument. And then finally, a woman should not be the sole purpose for someone's doing right or wrong. They should do it on their own. Well, I don't it think should, it matters what gender. I mean, or a man, a no, person that you love. No single individual should have the responsibility of ch- of being that catalyst that changes someone from good or evil. And Snape needed to find that for himself or else he would never have been worthy of belief. It's, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a flawed character. I, I, abs- I He's flawed and I love his redemption. Like like I said, like there are people in history that have incredible redemptive stories. I mean, like right. Oscar Schindler was a Nazi and then yeah. he ended up saving countless women, children, fathers, Jewish people, mm-hmm. gypsies, homosexuals from death camps and Definitely. like that's absolutely a redemption story i think the, the reason but, why like, i'm arguing in his favor is just it, it goes to my personality in the sense that like i have a tendency to see the goodness in everybody i i, I don't have I'm as not, strong opinion as either of you so i'm i'm, I'm not interesting. saying that i don't see the goodness in snake i absolutely do and do i think that he has an incredible character arc yes do his, I wish... In my opinion, his goodness outweighs his bad. Okay. I, I yeah. Mm. It depends on the way you're looking at it. I mean, at it. I can see and that. Yes, okay. Yeah. I can see that. that. So, but what we're arguing here is not whether Snape is a good character, or if, like, his shade of gray goes slightly more white than it is dark. 
the argument here is whether or not Snape would have been a good fit for Lily. And I think I have to argue he would have been a good friend, but he did not. He and Lily would not make a good match. Well, like, and you I know what? To be, that I I hope J.K. Rowell. I would have. I would have liked had she gone into. More depth. I know it wasn't really vital to the story. Can they please tell the Marauders story, please, JK? Oh, yeah, I would love a Marauders series. Thank yes, you. Thank, really please good. and thank you. But it had she, like, thrown in more flashback, and I realized that it wasn't central to the yeah. overall plot. But that would have been really interesting. And I know yeah. she has this website called Pottermore, and maybe there's more information on yeah. there, and I'll have to look. I am. But I, I think this is... I love this conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have to tag off of what you said before. Um, Any more wine? Okay. Have more, <laughs> wine. Have more wine first. We'll do this again in a second. Um, you were saying before about... I, I said that I wasn't arguing his propensity for good, but that... Okay. Yeah. All right. So... I said you said propensity. I love that. Thank you. I've been um, drinking, guys, and I'm still dropping propensities. I love the vocabulary in this conversation. Did we say we're nerds? Because we're nerds, and we know our vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Okay, so and I'm a grammar nuts. what I want to say about Snape and Lily, I think, and this is just an overall statement, whether we're talking about Snape and Lily, we're talking about any other fictional characters, or we're talking about life, real people, there is a difference between being in love and being meant to be. And I think that too many fictional stories equate them. You can be in love with somebody. You can be completely in love with somebody. It doesn't mean you're right for each other. Now, it may mean that... Star-crossed lovers. There's something... Yes, absolutely. And it happens in real life, too. It, it may you. mean that there's something that you want to explore in that and that you're going to need to get through. I mean, I believe in following what your heart says in terms of... If this is somebody that you're curious about, go for it. Um, because it might, whether or not they're the right person for you, it might teach you something. But I caution people against saying, well, I'm in love with this person. So that means that we're meant to be. You need to think, what works in the long run? Mm. I mean, you could you could really love somebody but want different things. And it doesn't mean either person is a bad person. I think this happens way more often than people like to admit. And people get all upset about, like, why is my relationship failing? Because I love this person. And love is very, look, love is very real, very powerful. I don't want to discount it because, really, like, that's what everybody tries I, to find. I've been in love with someone that was not meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. And. As, as have I, as have like, most people. Yeah. Um, but the time but there's, you're right. You there's, a difference, there's a difference between meant to happen and meant to be. Oh. And I think a lot of relationships are meant to happen. Because you need to get something out of it. But they're not meant to be in terms of that's who you end up with. And it's okay. It's okay to let go of somebody that you deeply loved. If it means that it's better for you in the long run and better for them in the long run. And I think that too many fictional stories... I'm getting all philosophical and deep with my no, wine. No, but I think too many fictional stories love to equate it. They're like, well, I've loved this person for so long, so it has to be meant to be. You could love someone <coughs> for your whole life. It doesn't mean it's meant to be. Love is an important part, not not a, not a negligible part, but it is only a part I have to find a, of the story. Yeah, I have to find it. And that is my rant about love, Harry Potter, fate, meant to be. But it's true. Like, there are, there are characters, like you said, fiction, non, like, nonfiction people in our lives that... They love to equate it. 
it's they think it's the same thing. And when in reality, like I'm sure most of us who are listening have at least like been in what I like to call loke between like and love, or <laughs> um or like they or even been in love. Or they loke. Meaning Somewhere between like and love. love. Oh, if you're in loke, um, so um, I like that. So <laughs> along with your term relation dinghy, relation dinghy. Well, oh, it's yeah, not quite so a relationship. A, a relation dinghy. So a dinghy is, of course, like you know, a small little, like a little boat, small little boat. That's redundant. <laughs> a love boat. Um, n- no, it's no a smaller <laughs> so, like, boat. So, like, okay. People have like relationships. So I'm doing a play on words, like a ship, and then like a little ship, like a dinghy. Gotcha. So if you're in a relation dinghy. You're in this relation, like you're in a not quite a relationship. You're relationship. not quite sure what it is, but it's a dinghy. <laughs> um, so it's a relation dinghy, <laughs> kind of like being in loke. Um, <laughs> I love your words. Thanks. Um, I'm a loser muffin. That's another one. Yes. Um, I like that one. But, That's my personal favorite. Thank you. Um, Continue. But anyways, um, like what Chelsea was saying, like there is a huge difference, and I think people get caught up in the fact that you know. Like you said, love is something that is incredibly powerful. That Absolutely. Neither Chelsea nor myself, nor Marissa, I'm sure she'll have something to say about this too. Like, we're not saying that love isn't powerful. Just because we all know that, like, you can love more than one person. It's possible. Um, be in love or in love? love? No, to be in love. You can be in love with more than one person. Maybe. I don't know. I've not, never... not at the same time. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm, like, I thought you were talking like, no, like, like in, in the sense of like, like I have two friends. boyfriends and I no, love no, them no, no, both. No, no, no. no, like in Friends, Monica loved Richard, but then yes, Monica yes, loved yes. Chandler, and Monica and Richard were not meant to be, even though they were in love. And Monica and Chandler are meant to be. Yes, because and they're also in love. So yes, it's it's not an and or. It's like a. It's not a meant to be. So it's not in in love. Therefore, meant to be. It's in love, and also meant to be. Yes. So anyway. Um, now I have the Friends theme song stuck in my head. You're welcome. Um, that means I have to sing it to get it out. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm trying to find this quote from Stardust, which is like this amazing... Still haven't seen that movie. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, so if anybody has seen um, Daredevil on Netflix, Marvel's Daredevil, Charlie Cox plays Matthew Murdoch. I'm going to get really geeky now. Um, but he's the lead character in Stardust that also stars Claire Danes and Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert De Niro. And it's freaking awesome. Um, but anyways, amazing line that, um, Claire Danes' character says about love. And I just like always remember part of it. And she says that I know love is unconditional, but I, it also can be unpredictable, unexpected, uncontrollable, unbearable, and strangely easy to mistake for loathing. And I love that because, like, that's what you're saying. Like, love is all of those things. But, like you, you said. You a mistake for loathing. Yeah. Like no, it one. so is. No, love is so much closer it's to so, hate than indifference. Yeah, like. So much yeah. closer. But, like, unpredictable, unexpected, uncontrollable, unbearable. Those Absolutely. Are all things that love are <laughs> besides being unconditional. And I just It's, it's powerful. That. It's intense. It's yeah. very real. But. It doesn't necessarily mean that's who you end up with. And it's okay because you're going to love somebody else if that's not who you end up with. And it's also a beautiful thing. Yay for all the beautiful things. So what we're saying is that Snape's love for Lily might have been unconditional, unbearable. Like all of these things. But was it meant to be? No. No. I don't think so. But no doubt that he loved her. He absolutely did. One thing I'm interested in, Mm -hmm. and it's not touched on in the novels, probably because due to lack of time space, is... (laughs) how she ended up with James. Like, it was just kind of 
Now she's with James. Jane, like, can you please write the Marauders stories? Thank she you. She didn't really, if at all, go into any type of detail about their courtship, which I would have liked to know, like, just for some I love that you use the term I courtship. Mean, it, I love it, too. I, you know, because <laughs> it, it, it kind of goes from, you know, the flashbacks where James is making fun of, um, you know, I said serious, um, Snape, and then, you know, to what Kayla said, you know, he makes fun of him back, then he says horrible things to Lily, then she doesn't want to have anything to do with him, and then all of a sudden it's, they're graduated from Hogwarts, they're married, they have Harry, and then there was this prophecy, and then Voldemort comes trying to, you know, looking for Harry. But it, it it's kind of like they, they jumped over however many years in that time frame. The Marauders. Like, yeah, and it would have been... It would have been interesting. You know what? I think if she doesn't write it in 10 years, we do it. Okay. Since we're talking about Harry Potter, Kayla's clearly stated she's a Gryffindor. Chelsea is a Ravenclaw. And I'm... What are you? Well, we've had this discussion before. And I feel like I'm somewhat of a hybrid. Well, yeah. You, everybody's a little bit of a hybrid. But okay. But with what? Go ahead. Of Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. So I'm a Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor. Yeah. I have never been placed in a situation where I needed to... Show bravery or courage mm-hmm. to that degree that Harry. Well, has nobody's or any nobody's of his really fighting a dark lord, right. but it's just like the bravery in your life. So I, I think if I had to like put myself somewhere, I would be a hat stall. But I think I would end up. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a Gryffindor. I, I would end up in Gryffindor probably. Yeah. I think that it's a lot harder for people to define what they are in terms of Harry Potter than it is to define what they are in terms of um, real life. No. No. Um, divergent. Divergent. Which, like, yes. I feel like those are much more, like... They they're cut and dry. They're cut and dry, and they also, like, really emphasize not just the good qualities, but also, like, the the negative qualities. Yes, yes. So, like... I never watched that, so I'm not too familiar with it. Uh, so, so, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll yeah, cover so it. so there are, um, how many different factions? Dauntless, Erudite, Abnegation... Amity. Amity and Candor. Yeah, so... Um, there's five. For those of you who aren't up on your um, SAT vocab... Ooh, um, SAT vocab. There's, you know, Dauntless, which of course is... The Brave. Um, the Brave. Um, there's Amity, which... Um, the Kind. Kind. Um, erudite. The Intelligent. intelligent um, candor, the Honest. And um, Abnegation, those who are selfless. Um, so... I'm not that one. Um, <laughs> and so oftentimes, like, in the, in the novels, if you read all of them you'll find that there are individuals who are divergent who, I mean, all of us really are divergent. We well, the all, point we is that real people are. Yeah, real people are divergent and they have all these different qualities, but at Some this point... Some have more of the one than the other. Yeah, and, and at this point, um, we're in a society where a lot of individuals um, have been, I don't want to say bred, but at this point, really, they have slowly, like... There are individuals who manifest themselves as one singular quality yeah. to the point that it would put them in one house over the other. And then those that don't are the subject of the book. Definitely. Really. Everybody has that one that one faction that they would just go to. Um, yeah, like, but it's also about what would you choose. Yeah. Like, Divergent is about which faction do you choose to be part of. Right. And so it's an interesting question, like, what would you choose? if you? And in the book, you have to... Choose a faction, and then you live with them. It's like the faction before blood, is what they say. So you have to choose a faction, and then that's your family. Yeah. Like, you leave your actual family, and this is your world. Mm-hmm. So you choose. Do oh, you want to like be... That. 
It's it, it, it's weird. It's it's one of those like futuristic sci-fi. Like yeah. there are things that are wrong with I the don't world really type like of things. That type of genre, which is probably I don't know. I'm kind of I'm fascinated genre. by that. I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by dystopias. Yeah, but, me too. Um, yeah, but so, okay, dystopias, futuristic things. So you do have to choose in this book. Like you choose which faction you would go live with. Like what do you want to be surrounded with? And I mean, the the real thing is that everybody's divergent. There are quizzes you can take and everything that mm-hmm. tell you like the percentage of all of yours. Yeah, and mine are same cons- is true for Harry Potter. Yeah, houses. mine are consistently the one I always get sorted into is Dauntless, um, followed by very very close percentages of erudite and abnegation. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one is that? Again? Selflessness. Selfless. But I absolutely like am that stupid do it for the vine person. Like where like brain yes. freaks the point of kind of stupidity. That's why I would one hundred percent. You are. I love you for it. But like, you let's are do Spartan race. <laughs> What do you mean your hip was paralyzed a few years ago? It's fine. <laughs> what are you, Chelsea? I'm an erudite. With some, with some amity in there. Definitely amity, yeah. And well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mostly erudite. That's the one I would sort myself into, like, if I had mm-hmm. to choose. So that's, you know, the, the intelligent, mm-hmm. the educated. I mean, I definitely pride myself on that, and it's, like, I love doing that. I love finding out new things like I'll spend days where I'm just like going down rabbit holes online and like finding as much information on a random topic that has nothing to do with anything I just heard about it so that's definitely me but Amity is another one I definitely think there's a lot of value in being kind to people Mm -hmm. um and being open being loving I frequently say my empathy is my best and worst quality I feel like you're a mix of erudite, amity, and candor. You're one of the you are you are very blunt. Know, like in a good way. No, it's like, very good. Like I know that if I say like anybody that's listening now, like I know that if I say like Marissa, do I look good in this? And she honestly thinks I don't. She'll be like, you know, she'll be like, oh, maybe you should try something else. Like you're never mean about it, but like you'll tell me the truth. Yeah, I like, I, I think I, I do agree with that. I yeah I I'm very outspoken. Yeah, and opinion and opinionated, which is. Mm-hmm. Can be both a good and a bad thing, but I, you know, once I have a solid opinion on something, you know, I hold true to my beliefs and I'll tell you. Yeah. And I don't really care if you like what I'm going to say or not. I'm going to tell you what it is. Right. But that being said, I also think that I am nice. Like, I'm very, like, that's why I said Amity, too. Yeah, we're all nice. You said, like, your best and worst quality is, like, your outspokenness. You said yours is your empathy and mine's definitely stubbornness, tenacity. Like, my best and worst quality. So, anyway, so I think we've exhausted the Severus Snape Lily Evans topic. <laughs> and now, I would like to point out, so, have either of you read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Duh. So, we're going to go around in a circle and try not to interrupt each other. And We always interrupt each other. I know. <laughs> and just give unbiased opinion. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. And I'm okay. just interested to hear. Kayla's taking out her notebook. <laughs> okay. Do you want to just go first, Kayla? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> take you the trouble. <laughs> yeah, anybody. So I have a notepad so that, like, while everybody's like, I'm going to leave it out because. I should start I just, using like, that. Like Canadian. <laughs> um, anyways. You're not um, Canadian. So. What? You're not Canadian. I know. No, I'm not. Canadian. I'm French Canadian. You but, but you're back. American. I am American. I am American. Perhaps you're a New Englander. Be an American, or at least I know no, I'm free. Okay. Um, so, 
Anyway, so Cursed Child. I um I read it twice. Um, once. Once the day that it came out as a speed read because of course that's you what did. one does. I had lots of thoughts. Immediate likes that pop out. Likes love Scorpius. I love me some Scorpius. Um I love so man. it's just easier if we interject. Yeah. Love Scorpius, love Scorpius. and I love the Elvis Scorpius friendship. I feel like Scorpius is like Scorpius born into the, the wrong family. Scorpius is the heart of that play. There is one significant part that really, really bothered me. And like, I mean, like there were things that I liked and disliked in it, but there was one thing that I just, not only did it bother me, but it also felt dishonest to the rest of the, um, the world of Harry Potter. So you have Harry, who's a child who's brought up in a cupboard. Under the stairs. Who, no, what, who, who, knows, who knows what it's like to feel that emotional and psychological abuse from his family. Like, who knows what it's like to be that person that's completely forgotten to be judged based on who he is, who his parents are. Even before he gets to Hogwarts, like, his family says, like, oh, your parents were crazy or they, they, they like, did all this stuff. And he understands firsthand what it is to feel neglected and disliked and... Um, like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like even throughout the entire seven novels, he is, he still feels like he doesn't quite deserve the title that he has. He still feels like an outsider and Ron and Hermione and Ginny later end up bringing him back and grounding him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that Harry from the novels would have treated his son the way that he did and would have just judged him for being friends with a Slytherin. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like he forgot who it's he like was. Who, it's like Harry forgot who he was. And yeah. I was just like, well, Harry think, Potter would not do this. I think like, part of it was he was bl- he's blinded by his hatred for Draco. And because but does Scorpius he really was, hate Draco? At the end, he didn't, like... He doesn't really he hate ha- Draco I by the end. Harry and Draco had an understanding at Malfoy They're like Manor. oil and water. They are, but they had an understanding at Malfoy Manor. It's it's like the Red Sox and the Yankees. <laughs> oh my God, my God. <laughs> like how They're we start... Um, they respect each other. I don't There's know if an I'd understanding go that far. and respect. They tolerate each other. I don't know that they respect no, each other. I think they respect each other by the end, not during, but by the end of the series, they're like, you know. I, I'd say that. I'd say that. I'll go in between you guys and say they. They did you say understand? I said tolerate. They understand one another, and I think that that happens when Harry has his face all swollen up because Hermione jinxes his face at Malfoy Manor. And Draco refuses to immediately identify him. Right. Because he understands that identifying Harry like this is, granted he doesn't like he's Harry. He's going to get killed. But he's going to get killed. And right. I think that, like, seeing the fear in Malfoy. Yeah. And, and like, seeing the, where he is and where right. he's coming from. And then later on when Malfoy chooses to go back to his parents rather than, like. Right. And you could almost argue that he's not totally evil either. Because he. He's he, not. He didn't kill. He refused to I kill. I have more sympathy for Draco Malfoy than I do for Severus Snape right. sometimes. Well, mm-hmm. yes, because of his position. Yeah. But he, you know, refused to kill Dumbledore. He didn't yeah. want to be in that. They put him in a really. I don't think he asked difficult for it. position I don't that he didn't he didn't want to be in. And no. so like so I think he was at just a that kid, point you know? I think at that point adult Harry I think after the Battle of Hogwarts, no, they would never have been friends. No, of but course they understood not. one another because whenever yeah. you go through something I, like I, that, I they have that. that understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, the way that Harry was portrayed in the play is completely opposite of who Harry is as a as a person. That was a person that we know from the novels, like the character that we grew up with. Is not the character he read in the play. It's and just I he think reacted that really differently me. to 
to Albus than his other children. Exactly. And another thing that I didn't like, just overall, the plot really bothered me. (laughs) I just say, or... I I just didn't like the plot in general. Well, it just didn't... No, because... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Very good place to start. With the evil trolley lady. Oh, yeah. Who was like... Chasing them on top of the, the, the train car. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was just like... Okay. There's too much wire this point in the did not write that part. I'm I, telling I'd you. I'd like to note that I'm surprised... For, I'm going to put it on the record that I'm surprised that the first F-bomb was dropped by Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally expected it to be me. <laughs> well, I just found that part... I like, did too. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> Other than surprise, like surprising, is what I'm getting at. But if I could think of a word now that was more intense than surprising, but it, it just it it didn't make it didn't match in my mind the trolley lady's character, especially when you see her. She's in the first movie when Ron and Harry are in the train car. They're going up to Hogwarts, and she she's like this really nice trolley lady witch and she's like oh anything from the trolley would you like some sweets like you don't think that she's some you know double agent evil person who like is uh, i don't know i, I just had, like a, I had a problem out, with that i'd like to point out that there could have been a time when between the harry and ron thing and now that the it could have been an evil person imposter, kind of like they had Mad Ed Moody. But I just... It wasn't actually it's Mad possible. Moody. Okay, right. Yes, anything is possible because it's magic. But I will just say that that came out of left field, and it wasn't... <laughs> it didn't match the character. Okay, but... Okay, so, okay, let's let's just, for argument's sake, say I can go past that. Okay. Um... <laughs> let's the, get past the The Aries is coming out. There was... Yes. I... <laughs> Okay, up until a point, I, I will say I was intrigued and I was reading, but once it was apparent that, I don't even remember the character's name because I got disgusted, the, the, the one who was allegedly like the daughter of Voldemort. Oh yeah, what the hell was that all which about? Which became the central focus, like she was trying to go back in time so she could, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I was talking to my friend Erin about this at a later date, and she's highly critical of this as well. She didn't like it. Um, she she agreed with me that it made, like, absolutely no sense. Like, And she also told me that J.K. Rowling wasn't the only one who authored this. No, she wasn't. And I was very surprised to find that out because I feel like, well, all these like these plot holes things that don't make sense like I feel like had she taken the time to do this on her own if she even wanted to do it I don't know if she was coerced she may not have wanted to I I, I just feel like this the story was weak and I feel like had JK Rowling taken this on by herself it would have been a lot better I I just I as a side note Bellatrix girl we knew you was a hoe Right. <laughs> right. But. So, oh, man. The, the first, the, her first half of the play is currently on Broadway, and I'm I'm really not sure if I want to see it or not. There are many good things on Broadway <laughs> that you could see. Instead? Yes. But, uh, Chelsea, what do you think about the play? Okay. 
It was kind of just eh. Right? I mean, I haven't even really given it that much thought. And I don't even know that I remember all the details because... Right, I only read it once. It was eh. And people, I think it I was mean, so popular. And be, people, well, because it has to do with Harry Potter. And everybody loves the original. J.K. Rowling. And yes. People thought it was going to be like a Harry Potter book. Well, everybody, because everybody loves the Harry Potters themselves. But I thought it was a disappointment. I yes, I agree. And I, I guess I don't have as many things to say as you do. But it's mostly because I didn't even like, I read it, but it, it didn't leave the kind of impression on me that the other books did. Right, that's because it was as yeah, said, it was eh. Eh, eh. That's the greatest. That's the greatest. It was eh. Word of the day. Sometimes you need just simple words. Like there's a place for all the words, even if they're just interjections. There's also a place for profanity, but here's it has to, to be song. love. Here's to us by Hailstrom. If you don't know the song, <laughs> look, look it, it up. up. <laughs> it is just beautiful, and it. It's just such a uses power song. It uses profanity in such a perfect way. It uses it the right way, the way yeah. it should be used. Not as a comma. <laughs> so true. But as something meaningful. Yeah. You know, when it is actually the best word to describe the situation, love it. Yeah. But generally, I try to stray away from profanity for the purpose of there are usually better vocabulary words. But yeah. Cursed Child, eh. It is right. Yeah. Hmm. Also, how anybody like want to just take a guess on how Scorpius became like as freaking phenomenally awesome as he was with like did like Draco turn over a completely different leaf and like decide? Well, what do you what do you mean? He he's a freaking awesome person. Um, just because. <laughs> well, the thing is, he is nothing like his father. Exactly. He's not judgmental. No, he's not. He's not anything like him. That's why he's so freaking awesome. Yeah. To be blunt. We love Scorpius. <laughs> he's the best part of who that the, in the rest of the eh. Who was his mother? I know she passed or was about... Yeah, who was, um... Who was the person he ended up marrying? Um, I don't know. I don't know why I don't remember this. What are you looking up? Uh, Draco's wife. She was, she was mentioned, like, at the beginning, but I think she wasn't... Astoria Greengrass... That was her name. So, Astoria Malfoy. Astoria Malfoy, nay Greengrass. Mm-hmm. 1982 to 2019. Oh, she's dying next year. Too bad. Was a pure blood witch. She was also a member of the Greengrass family, one of the Sacred 28. Astoria began attending Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in 1993, two years below the famous Draco, Mal- Draco Malfoy, wow, her future husband, and her elder sister. After her education at Hogwarts, she met and married Draco Malfoy, and the two had a son, Scorpius Hyperion Malfoy. Hyperion. Mm-hmm. That is his middle name, according to Harry Potter Wiki. Astoria died during the summer of 2019. Okay, so that is Astoria Malfoy. What That's a weird name. Astoria Malfoy. Yeah. Is Draco's wife, and, and she's Scorpius. dying next year. And Scorpius's mother. Oh, she's dying next year. She's dying in 2019. Mm. So sad. When was she born? 1982. Oh, she's young. Young for dying, right? 37? Yes. You are correct, 37. Wow. Good job. So, I would just like to say thank you listeners for sticking with us and listening to our opinions. And if you have any comments, we would love to hear from you. Or if you want to 
suggest any topics for us to discuss. Thank you for listening to us tonight, enjoying Girls' Night with us. And, and, and Guys' Night. If there are guys out there listening to this, awesome. We love the like, guys. You know yeah, what? I have, I have three brothers, and they're the best dudes. And Chelsea has a brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marissa has, like, bros that are, like, you know, bros from other mothers. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Just guys and girls out there who are listening to this and commenting and having ideas. It's just awesome. There's no man-hating. No. We love everybody. We do. Well, not everybody. Well, most people. Most of you. If you're nice. Okay, so we are excited to hear from you, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again this week on the Sapio Files. If you enjoyed our show, be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. We'll see you back here for more Nerdy Diatribes next week. Stay curious.